Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, keeping us in God's Word and helping us to stay strong in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Please share these studies with people in your life, help them grow in their faith, come closer to God, and maybe even you can help them get to heaven. We encourage you to do that. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study, but it's really still falling into the general theme that we've been looking at for some time, and that is heart troubles, or problems of the heart from a spiritual perspective. Now, we've looked at a whole list of those to this point, and this one is one that is really in vogue in the mind of a lot of people, and it's something that we have to continue to continually deal with in our nation, in our culture, but not just from one perspective, but from numerous perspectives. And we're talking about prejudice. Prejudice. In 1 Timothy chapter 15 and verse 21, Paul writes this, to Christians, and really this ought to be the standard for everybody. If our culture would develop a mindset of respecting God and his word and Christianity, that system of religious uh, instruction and discipline that Jesus Christ came to bring to this earth, um, our world, our world, our nation would be a whole lot better off. Our culture would be much purer. In verse 21 of 1 Timothy chapter 15, 1 Timothy chapter 5, the apostle Paul wrote this, I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that you observe these things without prejudice, doing nothing with partiality. Uh, two words in that particular verse are referring to the same thing. First, prejudice and the second, partiality. When you're thinking about the principle or the concept of prejudice, we need to understand what it really means. Some people might throw out some particular definitions or thoughts along the line of what they consider prejudice to be, and probably most of the time it it would be negative. But prejudice in a, in a purer fo- definition form simply means a preformed opinion. Now, preformed, in other words, you've already made up your mind as to whatever that particular subject is or whoever that particular person is, you've already have a, you already have a preformed opinion on that particular matter. It is to prejudge more literally. Prejudice, prejudge. You're prejudging before you ever get to the point of hearing the facts. You're showing bias and you're showing partiality, and that partiality can be either against somebody or something, or it can be for somebody or something. Now, most people, again, when they think of prejudice, they think of a negative connotation, a negative kind of principle. And when you think about it boiled down, it is negative, but sometimes it is expressed in a positive way about somebody or something. Now, when when you're talking about a prejudice for somebody, a whole lot of the times that means you're prejudiced against somebody else. Or if you're prejudiced for some particular matter that is presented before you, 
then you're probably prejudiced against some other matter that would be contradictory to that. Prejudice can take both directions, both seemingly positive, but also negative. You do not want to stand before a judge, and this is, this is an illustration that I'm presenting to try to explain what I'm talking about when, when I'm talking about it can be expressed in a seemingly positive way, but also, and most of the time, we think of it from a negative perspective. And even when it is seemingly expressed in a positive way, a lot of the time, that automatically becomes a negative prejudice against something that stands opposed to that which is supported in a positive way. So prejudice can take both directions. Now, here's the illustration. Let's say you have a lawsuit going. It's between you and another person, and you're presenting your case. Well, you certainly do not want to stand before a judge in a lawsuit case who before he hears the particulars of the case, is already prejudiced against you, but you also do not want to stand before a judge in a lawsuit case who, before he hears the particulars of the case, is already prejudiced in a positive way for your opponent in that case. You don't want either situation. Now you say, well, I'm not sure I understand. Well, let's say you're going to take your matter. You've got an issue with a business partner, let's say, or maybe a competitive business. And so you take your case, you're going to bring this lawsuit, this legal matter before a judge, and let's say the judge already knows your opponent, and he's already, in his mind, prejudiced for your opponent. Well, now, that would necessarily mean he's already prejudiced against you. But let's say you go before a judge, and he knows nothing about the case. But he just looks at you, and he's already got an opinion formed in his mind before you ever open your mouth, or your opponent ever opens your mouth, and he's already prejudiced against you. You don't want either kind of a judge. Neither the one who is automatically in favor of your opponent because he knows him, he likes him, whatever the case might be. And you don't want a judge who just, whether he knows you or not, he's already against you before he ever hears any particulars in the case at hand. You see, it can go both directions. Somebody can be prejudiced for somebody, or they can be prejudiced against somebody. Now, a whole lot of the time when prejudice is exhibited for somebody, that means they're prejudiced against somebody else. But that may not always be the case. It may not always be the case. Sometimes there is no other person in competition with another person or standing opposed to another person, but a matter is brought before, say, a judge or somebody making a judgment call, and they simply, they already like that person. Doesn't matter what they're gonna say, what they're gonna propose, They're going to go along with it because they're prejudiced. They have a prejudicial mindset about that person to begin with. Well, their prejudice is exhibited in all kinds of different directions in our world and in our country. Now, when you mention the word prejudice to some people, they automatically, they automatically apply it 
they automatically process it in relation to prejudice that they have experienced. And probably most of the time, that would be prejudice that they have experienced against themselves. But then when you go to a different part of the country, or you're looking at a different situation, the, the, the matter becomes completely different. Now you say, what are you talking about? Well, let's say in our country, and this has been something we've been struggling with as a culture for hundreds of years. Let's say there's automatic prejudice on a racial basis. And you say, yep, yep, that's, that's obvious. And, and I have grown up with that. We all have pretty much, and we recognize. And generally, that's between African-Americans and Caucasians. And if you talk to an African-American who is really focused on this prejudice, they will see the prejudices against African-Americans, and they will say the, the culprits in the matter are the Caucasians. But it's not all African-Americans who feel that way, and it's not all Caucasians who feel that way. On the reverse end of the spectrum, you will find some Caucasians who will say, yeah, I, I, I experience prejudice against me on the part of some African-Americans. And some Caucasians would be correct in analyzing things and processing things that way. You say, no, no, it's not. No, no, no. it goes both ways in some cases. But let's take that kind of prejudice. Let's move it to the continent of Africa. You have tribes in Africa who hate each other. They've killed each other. They're all African. It's not white and black. They're all the same skin color. And they hate each other. But there's prejudice there. Let's go to, say, Northern Ireland. You have people in Northern Ireland who hate each other. And there has been killings and murders, violence. They're all Caucasian. See, it has nothing to do with skin color. When you come back to our country and you talk to somebody from the north, and particularly perhaps from a big city, sophisticated kind of culture they would consider themselves to be a part of, you can find a whole lot of people who are prejudiced against those podunk, bumpkin, illiterate southern folks. Now, they may not use all those words, but they look down on southerners to a great extent. At the same time, now remember I said it goes both ways in a whole lot of cases. You will find some people down in southern states who are prejudiced against people in northern states, and particularly some of the big cities, because they think they're being looked down upon. Now, same time, you find people on the East Coast and the West Coast who, again, may be in some of those bigger cities, and they'll look down upon people through the flyover country. And they'll think, you know, they're illiterate or they're unsophisticated. And then you'll find people in the smaller towns in some of the flyover country, and they'll, they'll be prejudiced against some of those people on either coast because they think they look down upon them. 
And so you see, it goes both ways in a whole lot of cases. It's not unique to one particular group or another, and it's not unique to one particular country or another, or even one continent or another. It goes in a whole lot of different directions. Let me offer another one. Another example is you find people who have been to college, they've got a college degree or two or three on their sleeve, and so they consider themselves really well-educated, and if they come into contact, and it doesn't have to be a difference between what part of the country you know, they're in or somebody else is in, they just come, they just come across another person who is nearly illiterate. They haven't even graduated from high school. They have a hard time forming good sentences. And so the more educated, they look down upon them. And at the same time, you have those who are not very well educated. They're prejudiced against, I'm talking about in some cases, I'm not talking about across the board. A general frame of reference, that's not what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about in some cases, you've got some who are not very well educated who look down upon people who are obviously well educated because they think they look down upon them. And so it goes both ways. And people who have a lot of money, a lot of times will look down upon people who are obviously very, very poor. And some people who are very, very poor will look down upon a people with who are wealthy because they've got it and I have it. And again, it goes both ways and in all kinds of different directions. Now, this just introduces our subject. But notice again what we read in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 21. I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that you observe these things without prejudice, doing nothing with partiality. And that's going to be the focus of our study, putting away prejudice. Let's pray. Father, help us to not be prejudiced in any kind of ungodly way, but to follow your example of love and respect as we walk with you, Father, in faithfulness. Help us to be a shining example of godliness as, how, as to how we look at and deal with others. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.